Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Vice President then, or the President, or the private citizen, Joe Biden, take money from his son and or brother. That is the end game. Did he take money, yes or no? Well, on his laptop, Hunter Biden, you may remember, says his father was getting money from him for 10 years. Okay, but Hunter Biden's a crackhead, or was, and not the most reliable source in the world, so more evidence is needed. And we'll examine uh, where we are in this very intense investigation that is not going away uh, in a moment. But first, the Talking Points memo, crime in the USA. So it's a hot topic because millions of criminals are now not being prosecuted at all in the United States of America. And law-abiding citizens like me and I assume you are getting a little teed off about it. So last night... Last night on News Nation, it was a town hall about crime. And the crowd was in New York, Chicago, and Dallas. I was part of the town hall. So I opened with history because you need context about crime in order to analyze it and find solutions to combat it. Roll the tape. The issue of crime 
if you travel the world, the totalitarian nations do not have a problem with it. There's no crime in Saudi Arabia, no crime in China, no crime in Singapore. The punishments are so harsh, the criminals leave. Okay, that's number one, historical fact. When Mao Zedong took over China in 1949, partly because a quarter of the Chinese population was addicted to opium, and that destroyed Chiang Kai-shek's government, when Mao walked in, he proclaimed that if you use opium, two things are going to happen. We'll either send you to a work camp or we'll shoot you against the wall. Didn't take long for the drug problem to dissipate in red China. So that monologue was uh, presented to say that if you punish people for committing crimes, there will be fewer crimes. Is that Mensa? No. I wasn't advocating we do what Mao Zedong or the other totalitarian countries do. I was pointing out the historical facts. Well, the deputy police chief of Louisville, Kentucky, ooh, he, uh, he didn't quite get it. Roll the tape. Bill brought up some, some, some good points. In fact, the matter is the consequences do matter. Consequences have to be impactful enough that it changes behavior. But when we get to the point where we are looking to Chiang Kai-shek and Mao Zedong for right. advice on how to handle a crime in a democracy, we have a problem. All right. So he's just not smart enough, Mr. Humphrey, to understand the historical context of the point I was making. And the SEALs who were clapping in the, in the audience are part of that. They don't really want to solve any crimes, by the way. You have to understand the progressive left believes that criminal behavior is responsibility of America, that America is evil, that we force these people into committing crimes. And you got to keep that in mind. And there are a lot of law enforcement people in the progressive communities. I know it's shocking, but it's true. Now, the second uh, one was a soundbite from the mayor of Durham, North Carolina, former judge, very left wing person. She blames criminal activity on lack of housing. Go. Housing is where you no, start you to have you a life. Believe, and if you don't have basic you housing, what, you want what kind of life can you have? So, yeah, way back then, they may have been the case, but it's not true in Durham, North Carolina right now. And that's my reality, is that housing is an issue. And homelessness is an issue, and it feeds into the other issues. That's her reality, that the crimes are committed by people who have substandard or no housing. So... I had an easy reply to that one. Go. The mayor of Durham, North Carolina, just insulted every law-abiding poor person in this country that has substandard housing. Do you think, madam, that the overwhelming majority of the poor commit crimes? They do not. They never have. And I said in the Great Depression, with the poorest part of our history, crime was low. This is a cultural thing that's going on here, not a housing thing. Now, that woman didn't hear a word I said because she doesn't care. She has her agenda, her reality, and her reality is that we, the taxpayers, should provide housing for everybody. That's it. That's what she wants. That's her nirvana. And if everybody got a nice house, courtesy of other people, then it wouldn't be violent crime or something. Okay, let's go to San Francisco, which is a lunatic asylum. This is a San Francisco Board of Supervisor. Go. Right now we have a district attorney in Brooke Jenkins who is prosecuting 
crimes. You know, we're dealing with still a progressive city. That means progressive judges and progressive juries. But we're turning it around in San Francisco, and I think the comeback is underway here. No, it's not. It's not even close to being underway. Roll the tape. As for San Francisco, it's a circus. People are moving out. The whole place has collapsed. Tourism won't go there. Conventions won't go there. You're not safe there. And this, the cops are at fault. What a bunch of crap. So that supervisor, oh, I don't have enough cops. <laughs> yeah, sure. You could have army of police and they would arrest. They kick them in. They don't prosecute. Okay. So um, I was a little testy because I'm pretty much standing on my own. There was an Arizona sheriff who agreed with me, but the rest were very progressive. And a lot of them were activists. And News Nation, sometimes they got to make a better play at getting people and balancing it. So the crowd, I got some applause, but most of them didn't like me. Roll the tape. I want to say first that the biggest crime in America is that people think like Bill O'Reilly. Really think like I think that. Yeah, that's the biggest crime in America. Somebody with solution to violent crime, right here. Because they don't want solutions. All right? They want a virtue signal. They have their own agenda. They want a socialist government or whatever it may be. Okay? They don't want, you know, you give them solutions to crime like forced rehabilitation for drug addicts who commit felonies, right? Forced. You got to go to inpatient rehab if you commit a felony under the influence of drugs. That's a solution. Takes the drug market away. 70% of all street crime committed by drug addicts. Oh, no! You got to be compassionate. Okay. You know, pretty much had enough of this. But I'm glad I, I participated. It was a worthy endeavor by News Nation. At least they're trying, you know, do things. And one more thing, and I didn't bring this up, and I guess I should have. Most of the violent crime in this country takes place in the poor minority neighborhoods. That's where the vast amount of murders and muggings and, and assaults are. And we look away. Never address it. That's racism. Because most of these poor Black, Hispanic, whatever people, whatever ethnicity living in those neighborhoods, all right, they're law-abiding citizens. They just want to go to the grocery store. They want their kids to walk to school. And we look away. That's racism. And that's the memo. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. 
Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, Devin Archer testimony yesterday. Um, again, people believe what they want to believe. The Democratic Party doesn't care what Joe Biden did vis-a-vis Hunter. They have no interest at all in what he did. If he committed felonies, if he took bribes, and the word bribe is in the Constitution, in the impeachment clause of the Constitution, you should look it up. Democratic Party doesn't care. They don't care at all. All right. Now, I'm generalizing. I'm sure there are some Democrats that do, but not in Congress. They're not there. So Devin Archer goes in and he says a few things. We'll get the transcript later this week. And one of the things he said was that Joe Biden, then vice president, okay, got on the phone at least 20 times with clients overseas of Hunter Biden because Archer and Hunter Biden were in the business together. So the uh, Oversight Committee Chairman, James Comer, hears that, and here's what he says. Go. Well, every day this bribery scandal becomes more credible. I mean, let's look at what Devin Archer testified today. He said that, uh, that not only was Joe Biden on the phone over 20 times with people, including the Burisma executives, uh, talking about uh, whatever, even though the president denied that he never spoke to any of these people. Well, he didn't deny that he ever spoke to these people. He denied, all right, speaking to them about business dealings. Okay, so let's, we want to be accurate here. But there's no question that Joe Biden knew his son was selling influence and his brother. That's what they did to the tune of about 30 million, maybe more. And Biden participated in that. And then in the debates and other places, he goes, no, 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 I had nothing to do with it. Not true. Provable. Did he commit a crime in helping his son sell influence? That's a gray area. But ethically, my God. And again, I'll go back to my opening statement. If they can prove that Joe Biden got any money from his son or brother, it's over. Okay. But in response to the Devin Archer testimony, here come the zombies on the left. This investigation, Anderson, needs to end, and it needs to end now because what we're doing is badgering a private citizen, and there's no legitimate legislative purpose at all. It's truly, it's truly stunning to me. Uh, this is the taxpayer-funded defense and political arm of Donald Trump. God almighty. Now, Anderson didn't challenge there, but before that, he did. Anderson said the phone calls were, quote, shady. So we are fair here. All right. 
Nightly News. ABC uh, gave the Hunter uh, Biden uh, Devin Archer story a minute, 36 seconds. CBS, one minute, 40 seconds. NBC didn't cover. This is shocking. Now, Comcast out of Philadelphia owns NBC News. MSNBC, of course, they would cover it. But NBC News, Lester Holt not covering it. I work with Lester Holt in New York. I know Lester Holt. He had to be ordered not to cover it because Lester Holt's a good newsman. They had to order him not to say anything about it. What has happened to NBC News? My God. It's just incredible. Gas prices now, let me give you the stats here. Current average gallon gas, 376. We could go 360. That's a huge story. Uh, a month ago, 354. A year ago, 422. So gas prices have risen 16 cents in a week. And this is the annual summer gouge. It happens every summer. Okay, they gouge you and gouge you and gouge you until Labor Day. Uh, that's what they do. But in addition to gas prices, car insurance is up 17% in one year in this country. So you get your car insurance renewal, and you got to have car insurance. You have to. It's not optional. 17% rise. And I'm going, I'm looking at my thing, I'm going, what? I got a clean record. No accidents, no tickets, whatever. And, what, and I'm paying more than 70%. And I'm going, why? So we did some investigation. Here's why. The increase has come because cars have become more advanced and features, all kinds of stuff that are expensive to repair. Well, I got a 2016 Cadillac. My car is the same. It's not a new car. So why is my car insurance up 20%? Because they can. Because the state of New York doesn't care how high. You know, remember, these, these rates are regulated. And home, how about, I got guys coming in now because they canceled my homeowners because they wanted, like, double it, my home insurance. And I'm not in a floodplain or any of that. I got no uh, claims. And, again, that's up crazy. So I'm getting new home insurance, and they're coming over to look at the house or something. I don't know. I'll give them some uh, low-calorie beverages, whatever they want. But um, home insurance is up about 5% around the country. Double-digit increases in home insurance approved in 31 states. 31 states. Why? Well, it, climate change <laughs> because of the storms. That's why. Okay. I mean, so you, me, everybody else, the bills get higher and higher and higher. That's Bidenomics, is it not? Bidenomics. But Biden's telling us, yeah, the economy's great. It's great. It's the greatest economy here. And I'm going, I don't know. I'm paying more for food, more for gas, more for insurance, more for everything. There isn't anything that's gone down. So I asked my, my uh, producers, get me somebody who is very smart, smarter than me, and can explain all this. So uh, Dr. Thomas Hogan comes from... Uh, to us from Great Barrington, Massachusetts, in the Berkshires, lovely place. A little crazy left there, but uh, if you can just walk around the woods and hike, you're, you're fine. Okay, so the Biden administration, oh, the economy, Bidenomics is great, it's the greatest thing, great, great, great. And then the consumer, every time they turn around, they're paying more for everything. How, how does that stack, doctor? 
Yeah, thanks for having me on. You're right. It is a tough time for American consumers right now. They're seeing prices of everything that they buy going up. Uh, and that's, you know, gas prices and food prices and home prices, everything across the board. And so they're facing higher prices, but then they've got all these things coming from the Biden administration, new regulation, new taxes, and a higher debt than ever that Biden's using to spend on all these pet projects for his, you know, political cronies. And so it seems like, you know, Americans are really getting hit from both sides by the higher prices and the terrible policies from the Biden administration. Okay. So when you hear Biden go out and go, oh, inflation's coming down, which it is on the board. I mean, it's coming down from, I think it was almost 10%. It's down about five now, or whatever it may be. Then I'm the greatest president, economic president of all time, because inflation's coming down. But correct me if I'm wrong, Biden himself ignited all the inflation for the first 18 months of his uh, administration, right? So it's funny because Biden wants to take all of the credit for things that he did not do and accept none of the blame for the things that he did. And so it's a little bit strange. You know, he's saying that, oh, we've seen all this job growth, uh, not even mentioning that we're in this huge recession because of COVID. And so all that job growth is really just yeah, a so recovery bad. to get us back to normal. You know, and so it really has nothing to do with the Biden administration. Um, and then trying to take credit for, you know, prices coming down. Prices were high because of huge inflation, mostly because of the U.S. Federal Reserve, which has finally started raising interest rates to try to get that under control. And again, Biden wants to take credit for this, even though really nothing to do with him at all. So my uh, posture on this broadcast and others has been when Biden came into office, the first thing he did was attack the American uh, fuel industry. All right the gas industry, the heating oil, everything, tack, attack, regulation after regulation after regulation, boom, 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 boom. And that immediately raised the price of fuel, which immediately raised the price of food because the truckers had to pay more for gas and it's always passed on a consumer. And then there was all of these uh, product delays to get the products to market and they just stack them, stack them, stack them. If Biden had not, and I mean, you're a, uh, senior research guy at the American Institute for Economic Research. If Biden had just left it alone when he came in, left the American energy industry alone, as Trump did, would we have all of these higher prices? I know it's speculation, but what's your opinion? Yeah, you know, I think Biden is being uh, a little bit... Um, not totally truthful about the way that he's uh, describing the you know energy prices. You know when he when he was running for president, he said he wanted to eliminate the fossil fuel industry altogether and so get rid of oil companies. And then once oil prices were high, he said, "Oh, we're going to do everything we can. I'm a friend of the energy industry and the oil industry." And you know obviously that wasn't true. Um, but I'm I, you know I mostly put the high prices and and partly high gas and oil prices on the Federal Reserve that's had two expansionary monetary policy that's driven up prices. You know, Biden called this uh, high gas prices Putin's price hike. You remember that? Yep. Uh, because of Russia's war with Ukraine that disrupted the oil industry. But if we look at the price of oil, even before that, it had largely gone up. I mean, at the right. start of 2021 and the beginning of the pandemic recovery, it was about $45 a barrel. And a year later, before Russia invaded Ukraine, it had already doubled to $90 a barrel. 
Um, and that was a period when prices were going up around the economy because, you know, the Federal Reserve was keeping interest rates low and continuing to buy bonds and pushing up all prices. And so, you know, so I think a lot of that has to do with the bad Fed policy, but certainly Biden's policies of trying to uh, pick on the energy and oil industry in particular, talking about new regulations is certainly a problem. Okay, because harvesting of energy in this country under Biden, I think, is about 70 percent of what it was under Trump. And whenever you don't have whenever you have 30 percent less of a product, the product's going to go up. I mean, even I can understand that. Doctor, thanks very much for your expertise. We appreciate it. If you want to check out the doctor, you go to American Institute for Economic Research. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the Internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. In other matters, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis trying to revive his campaign challenged Vice President Kamala Harris to a debate about the Florida curriculum teaching black history. All right. Ms. Harris turned him down, which is a smart move. Okay, Harris could not win that situation. But um, basically, DeSantis put this statement out. Let me read it for you. I'm prepared to meet as early as Wednesday of this week. But of course, I want to be deferential to your Kamala Harris busy schedule. Should you already have a trip to the southern border plan that day? You know, it's like this. Anyway, it's gamesmanship, but it's amusing. All right, New Hampshire woman, Alex Dorsainville, 31 years old, and her little daughter have been kidnapped in Haiti by violent thugs, um, despite the fact that the State Department tells all Americans do not go to Haiti. It's out of control, violent there. And this poor woman from New Hampshire is now being held, and they want a million dollars for his release. Now, she was a worker um, down there, working to help the Haitian people in a charitable situation. And we can't find out how old the daughter is, but I can't be more than five. So what do you do? Well, the UN is introducing a resolution to send troops into Haiti. So USA and Ecuador are drafting the legislation and the Haitian people want the troops because drug gangs run the country. The entire country is run by drug gangs in Haiti. And they'll shoot you like that. So that'll probably happen down the road. But in the meantime, U.S. Special Forces, somebody's got to wake up Joe Biden on vacation, should go to Haiti through the Dominican Republic. Easy to get to Haiti. No border, none of that. Furtive, covert operation. Everybody knows who kidnapped that New Hampshire woman and free her and kill 
as many of these drug gangs as they can kill. That should be underway now. I don't know whether it is. I wrote Killing the Killers. If it were Trump, I know it would be underway. Biden, I, no idea whether he even knows about it. Texas and George Soros. So there is an organization in Texas called Texas Majority PAC, Political Action Committee. They want to turn Texas from a red state to a blue state, and they have a right to try to do that. All of their money, literally, 750000 they have, was donated to them by George Soros' foundation, Democracy PAC. So this guy Soros, I mean, he's not backing off. He is subverting with his money, traditional America, smart life. Now, this is an important smart life tip. So my organization, news organization, is based on BillOReilly.com, all right? And we've had that now for six and a half years. Um, We had it before when I was working at at, uh, Fox, but once I left Fox, we put all the resources in there. Very, very successful worldwide news organization. But I've been outflanking the cable news and network by using alternative social media. So our big one is Twitter or X, and that, that's in flux right now, but not for us. So at Bill O'Reilly is the handle, okay? A Bill O'Reilly. We put out every day an enormous amount of information that I don't put on the broadcast, and it's not, some of it's on our website, but we're, we're putting out stuff every hour on the hour. So go to Twitter or x.com, search for at Bill O'Reilly, and you hit a button and there it is, right there. Also, we have a YouTube page, okay? I didn't even know we had a YouTube page, but younger people are coming, oh, I watch you on YouTube all the time. I don't care where you watch or listen to me, by the way. So we got a YouTube page. You go to YouTube, search for at Bill O'Reilly, and you hit a subscribe button, and there I am. Okay, Instagram, Threads, Facebook, we're all on that, on all of those. So whatever you're comfortable to you, whatever you use, just know we are there. And we'd love to have you uh, participate on that level. Because that's fast, that's like this, all right? Something happens, boom, I got something out. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden, I did not know this. So the judge, Mary Ellen Noreka, in the IRS case, who refused a plea deal, she asked Hunter Biden a bunch of questions in the hearing last week. Okay, and one of the questions was, did you do business with any Chinese companies? And Hunter Biden said, yeah. He got $664,000 from a a communist Chinese-backed party company. Okay? And uh, I did not know that. So he admitted to the judge, hey, the company, Chinese energy company run by the government, the communists, CEFC, paid me 664000 What was he, fixing wires? What was Hunter doing for that, Jack? But this goes right against what his father has said. Roll it. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. 
Nobody else has made money from China. President Biden, how involved, President Biden, how involved were you in your son's Chinese shakedown text message? Were you sitting there? Mr. Were you involved? Were you No. Deeper and deeper and deeper. So now it's on the record. Let me review. $664,000 from the Chinese company CEFC. Hunter Biden admits he got the money. Joe Biden, in the debate, as you just heard, said, no, my son didn't get any money. The only person who got money from China was Trump. Doesn't get more clear than this, I don't believe. Okay. Now, the House Judiciary Committee is busy. This is Jordan's committee. So they called Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg in to testify about the FBI intrusion in the Hunter Biden laptop story and other censorship stories. Zuckerberg refused to turn over documents related to the FBI's visits. So Jordan was just about to issue a contempt citation to Zuckerberg when Zuckerberg said, oh, oh, okay, I will. So Jordan was supposed to do that last Thursday. Then he didn't do it because now he says Zuckerberg is cooperating. We're following that story. Did all of this is like a giant octopus here. It's all going to come in. You know, I get a lot of letters. Oh, they're never going to do anything. They're never going to do anything. They're never going to do anything. Yes, it is a corrupt swamp, but all, we're just peeling it back now. It's a shame that, that half of Americans don't pay attention to anything. But the ones that do are certainly going to know what's going on. Uh, let's go to Donald Trump. So, as you know, um, he's got more indictments on Mar-a-Lago. Then his January 6th stuff coming. It's, as I said, death of a thousand cuts. Cut, 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 cut. And this is all Merrick Garland. He's doing it. Garland emerging as a huge villain. And there's no way Garland is not going to be impeached. He will be next fall. So look forward to that. Anyway, Trump is in Iowa. Here's what he said. Go. They want to weaponize the IRS just like they've weaponized the Justice Department and the FBI. And by the way, if I weren't running, I would have nobody coming after me. Or if I was losing by a lot, I would have nobody coming after me. They wouldn't be coming after me. Okay. So the legal bills uh, are about $60 million so far for Donald Trump. His political action committee, all right, so you can't give money directly to Trump at this point. You can give low-level money, but all the big money comes into Save America Political Action Committee. They're paying the bills. And that's standard. That's what usually happens. I mean, the left making a big deal out of it, and you go, mm, it always happens. That's what political action committees do. Um, I'm not even going to go over all the old stuff. It's old news. You already know about it. Uh, they believe Trump uh, tried to destroy stuff in Mar-a-Lago, back and forth, all of that. And he can expect some in Georgia, too. But, every, you know, people know. They know what's happening here. I'm not saying Trump's not guilty, by the way. I, I would never say that, all right? But I'm saying this is a coordinated effort. And there, as I wrote in the message of the day, I hope you read that every day, BillOReilly.com, message of the day. You don't have to be a member or anything like that. Just go there and read it. This is a bunch of low-level beefs. Yeah, I, Trump took the documents. He did. And whether he tried to hide them or not, I don't know. 
I don't know why I even took him. <laughs> I don't know. But it's not, it, compared to somebody like Joe Biden, who's allegedly involved with grifting five foreign countries for money for his family. I mean, you know, come on. And then Biden's got the documents in his garage, too. But Biden, um, to be fair, didn't impede the investigation, whereas Trump did. And that was a big mistake. So let's go to the media. In the morning, I get up and I listen to uh, the CBS World Roundup at 8 a.m. Eastern Time in the morning. And I listen to it because it used to be very straight. And, you know, it, I got to know. I can't watch TV in the morning anymore. It's a total waste of time. But the radio broadcast in six or seven minutes used to on CBS run it down. So I got a good idea of what happened overnight. And it's a morning ritual for me. It's 8 o'clock. I'm listening. So today, instead of previewing the Devin Archer testimony, which is the biggest story, they ignored it. CBS Radio News totally ignored it and did the six-day-old story about Trump Mar-a-Lago. Six days old. That's what they led with. And instead of reporting that gas prices are up 16 cents a gallon in one week, they ignored that. In, in place, I think they had some explosion in Pakistan or something. I mean, it was like, I'm going, where's the news? Didn't exist. That's not incompetence. That's, we're not going to say anything bad about Biden. Okay. Georgia DA says, uh, September 1st, we might do something against Donald Trump. Well, it's only been two and a half years, Fannie Willis, uh, Fulton County uh, District Attorney. Only two and a half years. But September 1st, they might do something in Georgia. Uh, Special Counsel Jack Smith says, we got new stuff on the... Cameras at Mar-a-Lago, and we might do additional stuff there. See, it's the death of a thousand cuts. So Trump, boom, 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 Trump, Trump, Trump. Obscure Biden, obscure Hunter. Okay. And I'm sorry to be cynical, but, I, you know, I've, I've followed this really closely. Eighty percent of this Trump stuff is bull. He shouldn't have taken the documents. And when they asked, he should have given them right back. Yes. But the rest of it, his opinion. That's what they're going after him for, his opinion. Okay, uh, New York Times, Siena College poll, very suspect, extremely suspect. Says 91% of Fox News viewers believe Donald Trump has not committed federal crimes. 91%. So this presents a problem for FNC. The same problem they had with the Dominion election situation, where they had to pay $800 million in damages to the Dominion voting machine company. So if 91% of your audience believes Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong at all, and you tell that audience, well, he might have, as I just did, the document thing, he, he was wrong. He, I don't know how wrong he was. I'm not privy to that. But if I'm a former president, I get a call from the National Archives, hey, you got documents you shouldn't have. I said, okay, come send a truck, pick them up. Right? That's what I do. But anyway, Fox News, 91%. So they've got to cover the news, all right, in a way that doesn't alienate that 91% because their ratings are already half, halved from when I was there. And their demographic is down 75, 80%. My God, that's 25 to 54 viewers. They can't alienate anybody else. So that's the story. Okay, there is a crew 
out of the University of Michigan, monitoring the future, did a study on high school seniors, boys and girls. Here is the study's results. Percentage of boys identifying as liberal or conservative, 2022, liberal 13, conservative 23. So high school senior boys, more conservative uh, than liberal. And the number is low. Most of them don't even know what conservative liberal is, unfortunately. So you're only getting um, 36% answering. Girls, the opposite. 30% uh, say they're liberal, high school senior girls. Conservative 12, that's uh, because of abortion. Okay, that's where it is. Interesting study out of the University of Michigan. California, which is, I don't know how more extreme the state could get. Now they have a bill, Assembly Bill 852, that says uh, when a criminal is convicted of a crime, you have to take into account his skin color. The bill requires California's criminal courts to rectify alleged racial bias in the criminal justice system by taking into account how historically persecuted minorities are affected differently than others. That means if you are convicted of a crime and you're white, you get a different sentence than if you're convicted of a crime and you're black. All right. This is insane. Not equal justice for all. Not even close. It's unconstitutional. Now, Gavin Newsom will not sign this, even if it passed the loopy legislature in Sacramento. Because if Newsom signed that, he's done as a national candidate. He could never run for president. So I'm not worried about it. Here's a final thought. As some of you know, uh, Beach Boys are friends of mine, have been for decades. I grew up with them and love their music. It's timeless. It's summer. So they wandered through uh, Long Island over the weekend or up in New England this week. I mean, it's like they do 180 dates a year, these guys. It's unbelievable. So I went out to see him at the West Hampton Theater last night and a few laughs backstage. Uh, Mike Love is 82. Bruce Johnston, who came on very early, is 81. And these guys are unbelievable. Roll the tape. gender specific song surfer girl classic i mean they did two hours just the hits they didn't have to do any filler <laughs> and they didn't even have an intermission it was like boom 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 catch you wave and i mean and the the crowd in the beginning older as you would expect with some younger people but mostly older people and by the end they're all dancing around. I mean, some lady with a cane almost decapitated me <laughs> during Kokomo. I mean, it was like, I got to get out of here. These, 
these senior citizens are out of control. Talk about pickleball. I mean, it was, but the boys were really, really good. And it's, it's not just the songs and the concert. It's your life. It's your summer life. I mean, it just evokes so many memories. You come back, and it, it was an age of innocence and uh, totally different than today, better than today in most, in most areas. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about in the New York state of mind, how that transition happened. But anyway, uh, Love and Johnson and the guys, excellent job last night. Um, 82 and 81 years old, they still got it. Thanks for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you again tomorrow.